Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean, the weekend edition. First with yesterday's news, I am Glenn ZB. You get yesterday, which was Sunday. You get Saturday, which was the day before yesterday. This sentence has got really unnecessarily complicated. It's the weekend edition, anyway. Uh, Bowden Barrett talks about uh, taking the reins at the Hurricanes. Uh, I usually say Hurricanes, but it didn't rhyme if I said it that way. Uh, how serious is inflammation? I know, you've been wondering. And uh, Daffodils gets even more publicity on this radio station. But before any of that, uh, the aftermath of Christchurch. Uh, here's how Jack's feeling. I think I'm going to write myself a letter to make sure I don't forget this feeling, for make, to make sure I don't lose the resolve. You know, there is a generation now in Christchurch, a generation, young people whose life up until this point has been defined by the two biggest traumas in our recent history. The earthquake generation is now the earthquake and the massacre generation. I was in Hagley Park as Kashmir students led an emotional vigil and haka on Monday afternoon. Everyone says we're the generation that stuffs everything up, one girl told me through tears. Her friend had been murdered. But we're going to be the ones to fix it. If after everything, Christchurch's kids can still be hopeful, there is reason for us all to feel the same. Now, of course, uh, part of people's feelings of some kind of positivity here uh, are a direct result of how our Prime Minister has handled the entire situation. Um, and as a result of that, some people think that she should be getting a Nobel Prize. Uh, people like Carl Turaboli, for example. Why did you set up the petition for Jacinda Ardern to be nominated for the Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize? Well, uh, I think the, the the whole world, you know, with the social media, um, especially, have been uh, a witness of uh, the tragedy that happened in New Zealand. And I think, um, the response of um, Jacinda Ardern has been very inspi- inspirational. And people, you know, uh, they are in such a quagmire right now because the world seems to be torn, you know, strewn with violence. And seeing this kind of leadership with much wisdom and clear-sightedness uh, has been very appeasing, I think, for all of us. And uh, um, I-, I believe it was quite a surprise for many people to see that your Prime Minister had a steely approach, firm and peaceful, and I believe this combination has um, uh, struck people positively around the world. Well, for my, in my own case, I discovered somebody who had a real uh, talent uh, for empathy, not really talent, I mean, she was honest, you know, she made her own choice, uh, disregarding maybe uh, political issues, uh, especially regarding weapons. I believe she had to fight against lobbies. And I mean, this type of uh, move is very much needed in the world nowadays. It's an interesting discussion point. I mean, basically, Jacinda has done 
what you would hope anybody in her position would do. So do you award somebody the Nobel Peace Prize for just doing their job properly? I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm, I'm just, it's just an interesting discussion. Um, now, Bowden Barrett, uh, he captained the Hurricanes, and they had a good win. I'd like to describe that as one of those games, mate. We didn't play that well, but we got a really good result. Yeah, exactly. Um, look, the Stormers are a quality team, especially when it comes to set piece, so they just wanted to slow it down, and um, it was so obvious their intentions, and... We probably wanted to do the opposite, so yeah, a few frustrations crept in, but we also expected it. But um, yeah, we just really wanted to play our brand of footy and, and run those big boys around a bit. Well, in the end, that's what worked. It just took quite a long time to get that going. Yeah, sure it does. Like after you know, 25 uh, minutes, 30 minutes, we felt really good, and then all of a sudden when you think they're down, they just come back with a huge surge, and um, often that, that can happen off just a couple of, um, you know, penalties. They get their rolling wall going and then, you know, we're, we're against the wall going down and it's a half-time, you know, down. So got to give them credit where it's due. They're, they're pretty pretty good at that top of game. You would have been frustrated, though, because errors kept, kept letting them back in the game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, with the tactics of not kicking out and, and having to play a bit more footy inside our own half. Um, you know, we were forced to, to play with the ball in hand a little bit more, but we also had our chances in the attack zone and yeah, I mean the intent was there, it's just some of the ex- execution that let us down. So um, yeah, good for the Hurricanes, uh, good for the Blues, good for the Chiefs. Not sure what happened uh, with the Crusaders there. And then, of course, the Warriors lost last night as well. Rough warning for Mike Hosking. He's going to be grumpy today. That's not going to be fun playing with him today. Uh, we'll, we'll pull him around. I hope he's not suffering from inflammation. Apparently, you've got to take this seriously. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Why did you write this book in a nutshell? Most of my medical work is done in the aged care world. And I've always been intrigued about the whole concept. You know, how do people get to this point? How do people get to be frail? That sort of thing. And I just started researching, in particular, this concept of nutrition. Doctors don't get taught nutrition. We get taught about drugs. We get taught about surgery. We do not get taught about nutrition. And this idea that the stuff you eat can change your metabolism, can affect things like your blood pressure and your your bowel bacteria, but also, most importantly, your immune system because in the last 20 years or so a lot of work has been done that has sorted out that the really big things we worry about which are heart attacks strokes cancer dementia they're they're the big things that are waiting for us that we worry about they all come from the same thing they all come from your immune system and inflammation well inflammation is is a manifestation of the immune system okay yeah so your immune system is what kicks in when you get a thorn in your finger. You know, we're all familiar with it, and it's absolutely critical you'd be dead without it. But there's a strange thing that happens as you get older, your immune system gets overstimulated. Now, you're not aware of it, you don't feel unhealthy. But there's just this low-grade burn going on in your metabolism as you hit your middle ages and older. And it's that that in various ways gives you your heart attacks, your strokes, your cancer. So it's the body trying to fight off invaders or, or enemies, 
but it actually is turning on itself, and that's how you get sick. Exactly. So as time goes by, more and more of these invaders have to be fought off simply by living as long as you have, and that, and in various other ways that I explain in the book, means the thermostat gets turned up. And it gets turned up and up and up, and we get sick and then we die. Yeah. Well, that's cheery, isn't it? Uh, so the book's called The Eternal Flame. Um, I, um, I've got he- uh, heel spurs in, in one foot at the moment. It's uh, otherwise known as Donald Trump syndrome, of course. It's what kept um, him out of the army. Uh, is that... Should I be worried about that? Is that that kind of information? Is that what he's talking about? He didn't specifically mention it, but now I'm worried that I'm going to die from a sore foot, which is seems like a trivial way to go. Hey, um, the movie Daffodils. I don't think any other movie has ever got so much publicity on News Talk ZB. Uh, I know that Kimber has been interviewed on this station. Uh, George Mason has been interviewed by the Mike Hosking Breakfast, and now uh, the really the other headline star, Rose McIver. She was the only one who hadn't been interviewed, and now she has. Let's just talk about the synopsis a little bit without giving too much away, because I know some of our listeners will have seen the Daffodil Stage show, but for those who haven't, how much can you tell us without giving away all the twists? Um, it's definitely supposed to be a story about our people, people that we know, and um, for me, you know, I, I look around and I see sort of various aunts and uncles or family members and in a way that I haven't seen depicted on screen in New Zealand before. Um, it's a young girl from uh, the Waikato meets this boy who is kind of everything she'd want him to be and they have this beautiful blossoming love story and then real life kind of gets in the way and um, it's sort of about how they they handle the things that life throws at them. Yeah. I, I again, I don't want to give too much away, but it's like more complex than just a really simple, yay love story, eh? Definitely not quite a simple love story. Um, it's, I mean, it starts out with all the romance, but like mm. real relationships do, things kind of come up, and so uh, it's really a bit of a cautionary tale about handling some of the issues. Yeah, it does sound intriguing. I um, actually, uh, I mean. Is it a movie that you have to go to the movies for, or should we wait for it to come out on the smaller screen? That's always my... Because it costs $500 million billion to go and see a movie at the movies. Um, and I'm just wondering, are there aliens, are there explosions, are there car chases, are there spaceships? Um, I'm Glenn ZB. I did suggest yesterday that we go and see it, because it... Not really because I wanted to go and see it, but... Thought that might be something that domestic manager might like me to say. Um, we didn't get there in the end. Very busy in the garden. Garden is turned out. Uh, I am Glenn ZB. Uh, that was the weekend edition of News Talk ZB, and I will see you back here again uh, tomorrow. Even if there's gardening to be done, I'll still be here.